0: Every Genesis is a reminder to try something new, to keep growing, keep hustling, keep beginning. At Genesis, they harness that mindset into their performance SUV, the GV70. Turn heads with a stunning design inside and out. Discover intuitive technology inside the GV70 with a 14.5 inch infotainment system. The Genesis GV70 is for those who are making their mark on the world and want to enjoy luxurious amenities while they do it. So go on and enjoy an exhilarating drive in the GV70. Your Genesis GV70 is waiting for you. Learn more at genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zoe and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have clothing designer, Anina Bing. She's the founder and chief creative officer of her Los Angeles-based fashion brand, Anina Bing, that embodies the most effortlessly cool pieces with a genuine rock and roll twist. On this episode, Anina speaks about how she grew her brand from a tiny online blog to a makeshift store in her garage to now having 20 stores around the world. Anina reveals her fears and challenges when creating a company and fashion brand, but she also takes a moment to acknowledge where she is now and how balanced she feels. Hi, honey. I'm happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. Um, You're in the studio, it looks like. Yes, I'm in... The
1: office here in downtown LA. Yeah.
0: So basically climbing in heels. I launched this podcast because I have just like you do the most powerful, badass fucking female friends. And as I sit around tables, wherever we go, I'm like, honestly, everyone's story is so completely different. Mm. And it's so interesting because my followers or listeners, like they see you as like a Nina Bing, right? They're like, okay, oh my God, she's amazing. Like whatever. But it's like, how the fuck did you get here? <laughs> right? Because I think like, for me, that's always the interesting part, because I think the thing for me that I've always been asked the most is like, how did you get to where you are? Or like, how did you go from like growing up in this suburban town to like even getting into the world I'm in mm. and you know, whatever. And so I think it's important to share the path, the journey, the story, because I think it really helps people. And I think people are fascinated to know. And I think having this insanely successful, amazing brand, you know, people that are fans of it, I think it's really interesting to sort of hear how it happened because I met you literally I think when you had like 10 pieces, yeah. I, I really do. I think that's mm-hmm. like when I first met you and it was funny oh. because, um, you know, I was thinking about the first time we met and it was probably in baby class, but I don't think I ever registered it. <laughs> and to me, I I feel like I met you on a preschool tour yep, we when did. we were touring schools for Sky and Bianca. Uh-huh. That's like my first memory yeah. of meeting you and Nico. Yeah, Okay, so- but I think before we get into that, I think um, you know, and I just remember it's funny. I'm like, who is this beautiful, cool couple? <laughs> I was like, th- I was it was funny, Roger and I looked at each other, we're like, this preschool is too cool for us. I was like, no. I
1: did. I was like, no, I knew who you were, and I was very impressed you were there on the same tour and you looked so chic, oh of my course. God. In your high can- heels and like super ah. oh, you purely- No, you were so beautiful and it was, yeah. I remember you. I remember that moment.
0: Well, it was very funny because I remember you were in, if I remember correctly, like a biker jacket <laughs> and like some kind of like white tee or like raw. You were yeah, you, yeah. you know, in like your ankle boots, and it was so funny because I, I remember Raj and I leaving, and we we definitely were like this school is too far of a commute to bring a three year old for sure for us. But but I remember us leaving, and then I and then I saw you in baby class at Rebecca's, but. I think it's important that we go back to, and I always like to start a little from the beginning. I don't want to make you tell your entire life story, but I do think it's important to get some kind of feeling for like, who were you as a child? You grew up in Sweden, right? You're Danish, but grew up in Sweden, or is that a lie? It's not a lie. Okay. So it's funny because Raj and I always had this thing we're like, she's Danish, she's Swedish, she's Danish, (laughs) she's. I'll
1: (laughs) I'll clarify to you tell me. (laughs) So Clarify. I'm born in Denmark. Uh, I'm born in Denmark, but my family moved to Sweden when I was ten. So I grew up ten years in Denmark, then ten in Sweden, and now I've been twenty years okay. in America. So, so oh my
0: god, that's crazy! It's been
1: quite a journey, and so I feel like very international. I I feel home in so many places.
0: Well, okay, so, and I feel like I already know the answer to this question, but I I I want to see if I'm right. Um and What were you like as a little girl? Were you like fashion obsessed? Were you tomboy? Were you outgoing? Were you like Mm -hmm. a party kid? Were you center of attention, or were you shy? Because I feel like the answer is going to be painfully shy. But tell me,
1: I wasn't painfully shy, (laughs) but I was not like the popular girl or anything. You know, I grew up in a family. We were five siblings, three brothers, and had a sister. And and I was, you know, I just always did my own thing. I wasn't hanging out with the popular girls, but I, I. I just did my own thing and I knew from early on what I wanted to do and didn't want to do. And so I didn't really follow the crowd. I just went went my own way right. and not overly shy, but but not.
0: It's so funny. I see you, you being really shy?
1: shy. Well, I am a little shy because now. Because right? <laughs> you're, yeah, I think that you're
0: shy if you, I think you're shy in like a new situation. Yes. Probably not as much now, to be honest. Yeah. But I think. I think now, I think now you don't come off as shy to me now, but I feel like when I first met you, you felt more shy to me. Yeah.
1: I can be a little reserved or shy, you know? like when I don't know if I don't feel comfortable yet with somebody or, but then when you know me. And I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like
0: you like, I don't feel like you need attention. Like, I don't feel like you're like a look at me kind no. of center of room person no. at all, which is super interesting because you know, and, and we'll get into that later, but I think, okay, so you go through school. Did you go to college?
1: No, I did not go to college. So it's funny because uh, Harvard asked me and Nico to speak at the business school in a week or two from now. Oh my on. God. Me and, too. Uh, me, too me too. Me too. And I was like, are you sure? Yeah. What? So Bianca was like, my daughter said, mom, you didn't even go to to college. You know, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, that's what I'm going to talk about. You know, neither me or Nico went to university. We, we self-taught. Yep. Uh, I think what we have in common, me and Nico is that we just from early on had a work ethic. We wanted to get out in the world and we were not afraid to roll up our sleeves. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's what we're going to talk about. So no, I did not go to college.
0: No, but I, but I, I think it's very important to talk about because first of all, Listen, I am the I am never going to judge about anyone who did or didn't. I Some of the most successful people I know didn't even graduate high school. Yeah. So I and, and I think that's a big part of what I like to talk about, because I feel so strongly that your education does not define you and it certainly does not define your path in life. And I think that it, it it's always interesting for me to ask that question because I think it's important for people to really know that and how different everyone's path is. And had my parents, I I hate to say this out loud. I don't know that I'd say it to my kids just yet. But I I would say that if my parents had given me the option, Mm -hmm. I... I would have started working when I was 17, 100 yeah, percent because you, I was I was the same.
1: Totally. But, you know, everybody, as you say, is so different for some people, you know, so different The school ways, the way to go and they become extremely successful that way. Right. And, and others, they just need to get out in the world and learn by doing. And, and that was the path I chose.
0: A hundred percent. OK, so clearly it had no effect on anything in your life. And what I would say is I think the most important thing to talk about with your story is so you and Nico move to. Were you married yet when you moved to LA?
1: So I moved to LA when I was twenty. So that's twenty years ago, and I lived okay. here by myself for many years before I met Nico. So I met him when I was. Yeah, I 20, didn't know that. I 46, didn't know that. I think I was when I met Nico. I met him in Europe, and he came to visit, and he never left. <laughs> so and uh, it shortly after we had Bianca and got married. And then we started the company uh, in 2012.
0: That's incredible. Cause see,
1: <laughs> this is what I
0: love about doing this. I didn't know that. I actually thought that you were modeling, obviously because you're beautiful and, 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 everything else, but here's the thing. I actually thought you guys met in Europe and moved here together. together. No, I moved here. So when that's, I was, that's yeah. really
1: interesting. Yeah. Early on okay, I was modeling okay. back then. And then, then I got into music and I I started a band and I wrote, I did a record and did music and I did so many different creative things um, and then I started the company with Nico.
0: And we're gonna we're gonna get into that later because mm-hmm. I I kind of vaguely recall a little whisper that maybe you might be getting back into that a little for fun. Yes,
1: I was in the studio <laughs> yesterday recording. <laughs> How insane is that?
0: <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about here because so you moved to LA. First of all, why do you move to LA and not New York? I, I asked that started, question only because yeah, but
1: I started in New York and the modeling agencies told me you are more LA go to LA. So I guess I wasn't tall enough not, so skinny enough, not edgy enough, all these things. So, so I, yeah, so I came to LA and, and, and I actually loved it here. I love the creativity and it's a different vibe, and that I love New York. Don't get me wrong, but there's something I really love about LA and the music scene, the all the vintage shopping, flea yeah. markets. Yeah, the, yeah. So, so I really loved it here. So I decided to stay.
0: That's so interesting because, well, it's so. It's so dumb to me. It's like you're all those things. I mean, the not pretty enough, not skinny enough, not tall enough. (laughs) The good news is none of those things, none of those things apply anymore, which I think is so beautiful. Yes. About the industry right now, and I'm very happy to see all of that change now. Um, But I think it's important. I want to understand a little bit. What were some of the scariest parts to you for you about starting a brand because it's terrifying and it's hard Mm. and did you start it once you met Nico or did you start it by yourself and then he came into your yeah. life and just was like I, I got this part kind no, of thing? No,
1: we started together, but it happened really organically. So uh, before there was even Instagram, I had a fashion blog. Um blogging was a big thing back in Scandinavia before got everybody it. became an influencer on Instagram, right? And and I had this blog right. for many, many years and and I just wrote about My life in LA and what what I was wearing and when I was in the studio recording music and Nina's World. Um, Oh
0: my god, I love it. Okay,
1: so um, yes, I reported back and people were always asking what I was wearing and if I bought something at the flea markets. They wanted those pieces, right? So I think I was really good at finding unique pieces uh, and styling them in a simple, cool way. So that's how the Mm -hmm. idea started to to launch a brand because it just happened organically and Nico. My husband, he has a background in manufacturing. So that was super handy, right? He knew how to make the products. I knew how to design them and how to get them out to the world. So it started just with 10 pieces out of our garage in Silver Lake um, with a little website that we built. I think it cost $1,200 to build this website and we uploaded the products and, and we did it all. We packed orders from our garage. We did customer service emails. We designed, we did manufacturing, we did it all. And then we slowly grew it from there.
0: It's incredible because it's like, well, first of all, you know, I can speak firsthand because I've been on all sides of this industry. And I would say that doing a clothing business brand is the hardest part of this industry, period, full stop, no questions asked. It is the hardest business ever in fashion, in my opinion. And anyone who wants to fight me on that, Mm -hmm. I wish them luck. But I would say that one of the most impressive things... To me, you know, something we've always connected on is that we work with our husbands. Our husbands are our partners. (laughs) And that comes with its own set of challenges and issues. But I do think that the thing about you and Nico is that you have a very clear line of what your role is and what his role is, right? Um, Which I think is very helpful. Um, But Mm. I also want to say that I think the most impressive thing to me about your brand is that it truly is you, right? Like mm-hmm. it really is you. So I think you've managed to turn your blog, which is so funny because it sounds like blogging just sounds so like archaic now, yeah. but, but I think into this brand, that's obviously global and you have a gajillion now stores. It's not just D to C. And mm-hmm. I think that It is so true to you, which I think is amazing because I think for me, one of the biggest challenges was being able to have success in creating what I loved. Yeah, And you clearly create what you love and and having tremendous success at it. So I I think there's this great infusion of this rock and roll girl and like with an edge and some grit. But I also think you've jumped more into like lady dressing, which I love, you know, Yeah. So not that I'm such a lady, but you know what I mean? No,
1: but you know, (laughs) I am inspired, but all, you know, I love all the iconic fashion houses. Right. And as uh, you know, as the brand is growing, you know, we Mm -hmm. we have all our tweed jackets and, and I, you know, we, I Mm -hmm. think we really have hit a good market of creating uh, affordable luxury. You know, it feels really Mm -hmm. timeless and beautiful, these pieces. And I think that's why the brand is also growing so fast because so many women can relate to it. And, Maybe they like our striped t-shirt or they like, you know, our blazers and maybe they love the denim or the sunglasses. There are so many different ways you can dress in the pieces. So it is, you know, timeless, but with a rock and roll twist.
0: Now, I want to talk about what made you want to start, like, keep rolling out brick and mortar stores, because that's something that, you know, in the pandemic and this whole, like, direct to consumer universe that was really, really daring, and and I remember talking to you guys about it and being like, they work, right? Yeah, like work they, really like well, yeah. they really work. Yeah, they work really well. So tell me about that because you're obviously continuing to open more and more. You had your ten year anniversary last year, yeah. which is insane to me because it also showed me how long I know you. Um, <laughs> we're
1: getting all. <old>, also, <laughs> we can measure it by how
0: old by how old our kids are. That's how we know. Yeah, exactly. Well, now we're the same age as you know. So finally, exactly, we're the finally. same
1: age. <laughs> anyway, Finally. but back to retail. You know, it happened very organically. When we launched the business 10 years ago, it was just with an e-com site, right? And but then mm-hmm. people they wanted to touch and feel the products and so yeah. 2 years in, we opened our yeah. first store in LA and then it worked really well. We opened one in New York and then Paris and today we have uh, over 20 stores around the world. Um, and and it's doing it's really well thing. and And I think it's a good balance between having the e-com, having the, our own stores and then the important wholesale accounts, right? Because that's also how many people discover the brand. Yep. And who,
0: I don't want to say who, what scares you? Like what (laughs) keeps you awake at night? What wakes you up in the morning with the butterflies? (laughs) If anything, Um,
1: if anything,
0: because I like to talk about that, like challenges no, it's, and fears and it's things like that. so
1: challenging, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. especially the first many yes. years. I feel now 10 years into mm-hmm. it, it's a much better, like we have an amazing team. Yeah. We have figured things out, right? We have a recipe now for what yeah. works and what doesn't work. So yeah. we've been through all the heartache and and everything. So, so I feel like right now, and it changes every day, but right now we're in a really good place, yeah, uh, team-wise. And good. Financial wise, everything is like working really, really yeah. well. But tomorrow it could change, right? So that's the ups and downs of having your own company. Uh, sure. And butterflies of course. in that, the, that's
0: being an entrepreneur. <laughs> for
1: sure, right? Uh, and what gives me butterflies? So many things. You know, I just love creating and I love my team. You know, I'm surrounded by so many women. I think we are over 150 employees, and most of them are like these incredible women. And they just inspire me on a daily basis. I love being here in the office in LA and And just get to work on fun projects. We have so much fun coming up this year. So I'm just truly excited.
0: Yeah. Entrepreneurs know, climbing to the top starts at the beginning. At Genesis, they're all about beginning. It's right there in the name because the beginning is where the action is. Sure, things are up in the air in the beginning, but that's what makes them thrilling. Genesis has harnessed all that excitement into their performance SUV, the GV70. Turn heads with stunning design inside and out. The GV70 features the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. Discover intuitive technology inside the GV70 with a 14.5 inch infotainment system, fingerprint recognition, and available Lexicon premium audio. Enjoy an exhilarating drive in the GV70 featuring standard all-wheel drive and available electronically controlled suspension. Plus, exceptional handling and agility. I used to dread driving around LA because of the traffic, the stop and go, the blaring sun, always getting directly into my eyes no matter what time of day it is. But thanks to Genesis and their GV70, driving around here isn't too bad, especially when I'm driving in style. Every Genesis is a reminder to try something new, to keep growing, keep hustling, keep beginning. What will you begin? Learn more at genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning. And how about like, you made a huge move in the pandemic and you moved out of the city. Yeah. You moved out of the city. Um, You seem blissfully happy there.
1: I'm (laughs) so happy. So happy. So...
0: (laughs) The Montecito, which is like the dream place. It's like, it's like, I feel like that's, we're going to meet you there when mm-hmm. in, 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 in our next phase, we're going to meet you in Montecito. But, um, but I feel like, I feel like you're able now to live in this piece and then Ugh. come in for the noise yeah. and then go back to the piece and come in for the noise. It's a correct? Dream,
1: yes. Cause it, to be honest, like the past 10 years has just been nonstop. There's been no, no balance whatsoever. Right. It's just been, Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And so living, you know, mm-hmm. moving to Santa Barbara, Montecito has been life-changing for the family, but also for my my personal well-being mental and mental health. Yeah, because yeah. there was yeah. no balance. Yeah. And now I work from home um, most days, and it's then amazing. I come down to LA once or twice a week, and, and it's perfect. Yeah. And I travel a lot, of course, for work, and I feel like I get the best from all worlds. And it's not that it's not busy now, but I I get to do it in my own little space, and it's not it's not as stressful
0: as a hundred percent. And you have these two amazing kids that I'm lucky enough to know personally. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I always say the beauty of my husband being my partner is that we get to always roll as a family right? Like you don't have to be pulled away from them and pulled from your husband and yeah. you're not always kind of divided mm-hmm. in what you have to do. And you also can like cover for each other, yeah. right? Like in in certain ways. Um, but tell me about that. Like, tell me about being, you know, because you had kids young. I mean, I feel like you had them young, mm-hmm. but I also had them late. So to me, it feels young. It's probably normal. Um, but I feel like you really over 10 years we're in the critical part of building your business and also parenting, yeah, um, whereas I kind of did the critical and then had my kids, mm-hmm. you know? and so I for me, I think it's a a little bit different, but I think I, i'm I'm curious to know how hard that was at times. And if it was, or if you just felt like th- this was their time, because I would see you like running to school and like, it was like, <laughs> it, it was like the the race, basically, I yeah. felt like. No. And um, when I look
1: back at And you it, lived far. Yeah. When I look back You're at like, it. you like, what was like, I doing? What the fuck was I doing? You know, like it was way mm-hmm. too hard. I wouldn't recommend it mm-hmm. to anybody, to be honest. And I wouldn't yeah. do it again yeah. the way I did. You know, I went back to work yeah. three days after I had Benji. That's you know, that's not okay. Right. But when you run your own company, we didn't have a huge team back then. We like, it was just back, back to work. Right. And, and it all floats kind of together that your private personal life and the work life when you work with your husband. And, um, it was super challenging, especially when I look back. I, yeah, it's, I can see how stressed I was when I like look at photos and, um, yeah. And, but we wouldn't be where we are today if I hadn't worked as hard as I did. Right. So it's
0: a hundred percent paid
1: off. But uh, and now now I'm catching up on on the mental health. Right. And, and, and that's the same. No, the but balance. it's true.
0: And I, I, I think I think that's why it's important. That's why I bring it up, because I think for me, you know, the question I get asked the most is how do you juggle all these things and be a mom mm-hmm. and da da da? And I'm like, what what everybody kind of doesn't realize, except the people like it really in my life, is that I worked 24 seven for 15 years yeah. without children. Yeah. And then I had my kids yeah. and it, it will always be that thing in my head of how either I wouldn't have built my, my business mm-hmm. or I wouldn't, I would have been more like an absent mom. Yeah. I, I don't know how, I don't want to say absent, but like you have to make harder choices. Right. Yeah. I think when I look at you and I think about it, as we're talking, I'm like, shit. She literally did those 10 years of building the brand while well, the 10 years mm. of her kids being. And I watched it. And, you know, listen, they're in school and this yeah. and that. And, yeah. like, you're still with them all the time after school. But, like, it's still internally and emotionally yeah. that struggle for sure. And it was the for hardest
1: sure. I remember when they were little. And I had to travel a lot because we were opening stores in Australia and Europe mm-hmm. everywhere. Right. And mm-hmm. I had to be away from Benjamin yep. when he was well, baby, you know, that was, that was really hard. That was the hardest part, I think. So Traveling. Yeah. Now it's easier when they're nine and 12, you know, because you can yeah, FaceTime, you can text course. them. It's, it's a better understanding, totally.
0: right? A hundred percent. Yeah. and hundred percent. I didn't and- have
1: time to, it's a balance. I didn't have time to have lunch with girlfriends and go for drinks. Like I didn't have that whole personal life, right? It was either family yep. or yep. or work. So you got to sacrifice yep. somewhere. You can't have it all at all times. So- uh, but I yep. chose my kids and, and I, my business. I
0: agree with that. I agree with that. And now, look and and now look at you. You got to live this beautiful life with them. Yeah, on your time. Yeah, right. And so I think that's really important to really understand because I think for women it's really hard. And I look, it's harder in general for women because we have to choose. Right? Yeah. But you choose. It's like Serena Williams said. Like, <laughs> if I was a guy, I wouldn't be leaving tennis right now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like she, you know, that's what's so interesting. Yeah. But I do want to know, I think coming into this from, you know, being in Sweden versus growing up here and knowing kind of everyone in the industry. Mm. I think you were always able to sort of do your own thing and be your own person without probably a lot of the Petty, catty, girl stuff that comes with, I I hate to say girl stuff, but I would say industry stuff Mm -hmm. that I think, you know, I've been faced with and a lot of women um, that I know that are successful have had to deal with. Yeah. So I guess my question is are are there moments that you remember of, you obviously don't name names, but people Mm -hmm. that tried to knock you down, people that tried to cut you out, people that, were incredibly jealous of your success or your, you know, what you were doing, competitors, things like that. Did you have to deal with that? And contrary to that, who kind of was your like North star in Mm. saying, I see what you're doing. I believe in you and I'm going to support and help you. And I think I know who that was, but like, I want to, um, I want to hear from you. Yeah. If, if there were any, um, like, for sure. you know, uh, moments Especially, like
1: that. you know, I don't know, in Scandinavia, they have this, like, gentelag. It's like, you, you don't want others to succeed, right? So, for me, it was actually easier to start the brand in Los Angeles because all the naysayers yeah. and all the haters, yeah. it was actually a lot of Scandinavian people that... That had the attitude, who do you think you are, Nina? And like, good luck starting this.
0: That's so funny, by the way, because it's so nice to know that it exists in other countries and not just here. Because I feel like it's such an American
1: thing. No, I feel the opposite. Um, And maybe because it's just much stronger there. I felt like doing it in L.A., people didn't judge judge that i was in a band before or was a model like i, ju- I could right just, you know start- it's like you're not a designer you're not a exactly, right, right, right yeah right. i just did my thing here but also i didn't give a shit like you you cannot listen mm-hmm. to all these voices right because then you will not succeed so so of yeah. course you can i'm a sensitive person and of course i could get hurt but you know hearing how yeah. some women would talk but but then mm-hmm. today I'm grateful for the life I'm living and what I've yeah. loved. And I'm glad I didn't listen to any of that, right?
0: Yeah. And that's so interesting. And it's and it's good. And it's it's also great that you're still so young, have had this success, you've worked your ass off for it. And like it's also just such a good example for Bianca, you know, yeah. I mean for both your kids, but I think also for your daughter, it's it's so nice to see. That you built this yourself. You didn't listen to people Mm. and you did your own thing and made your own path, right? And I'm really trying
1: to teach her that, you know, she's off to middle school next after the summer and, and, you know, all the friends, they're going to different schools, right? But she, I'm teaching Uh her, you know, go your own way because she knew what school she wanted to go to. She applied only to that school and then all her friends are going somewhere else. And and I'm proud of her for choosing her own way and not just following the crowd, right? And I think that's important. To teach them early on that yeah. that yeah that you go your own way and even if your friends don't follow necessarily it's it's okay right you yeah. still
0: yeah your thing I mean it, it's true and also I think I think for our kids as long as they know that they're safe with you I mm-hmm. think their decisions like that are easier for them yeah. to make right yeah um and I think obviously having you as her mom is. You know, I think she watches you do your thing, and she's probably like, "Yeah, I'm not scared,
1: yeah, <laughs> like, I hope so, yeah, you know, I hope to inspire her
0: <laughs> she's the coolest kid ever, um they both are, I mean, you have the coolest yeah. kids ever, but i i but I think, um. I mean, it's, it's, it's very interesting for me to hear that. Cause like, obviously, you know, like in London, that obviously all that, that pettiness and the talk mm-hmm. and the talk that exists, but you wouldn't think in like Denmark or or Sweden that that would really be a culture there. But yeah. I think that's amazing. Okay. So then who, what was the turning point for you in your career where you were like, okay, Nico, <laughs> we're good. Like, this is real. Like, this is real. Like, was it five years in? Was it seven years in? Was it four years? Like, because there is a pivotal point in building a brand that you have to either stop and pivot or you power through and you keep going. Right. And I think you guys have been very, uh, I think you've been very, what's the word like flexible. You've been Mm -hmm. very, you guys have changed directions. A few times you've, you've gone deeper into one thing and not in another, but I, I, I think looking at the brand today and over the last five years for me, it's like, it's just going up, 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 up. And so I think there obviously was, is there a a person that was like, guys, I'm in like, I support this, this brand is incredible, and I want to see what it can do. I
1: feel like there's been so many little uh, turning points along the way, right? The first time, Mm -hmm. like, Rosie Huntington, like, wore our leather jacket, right? Mm -hmm. And then that (laughs) trickled down to all the cool girls wanting to wear their brand. And then um, opening our first store in LA, but then in Paris, like, I remember opening a store in Paris, that was a big moment, right? And then yeah, all these investors the starting reaching out and wanted to invest in the company. We didn't even when I, you know, go out and search it for and it. No, and I feel yeah. like so many amazing little moments have led to another, and and that has been our whole. Like we didn't have a business plan when we started this business. It's been really <laughs> organic how everything came mm-hmm. together, and and still today, um, we have a really, you know, not relaxed approach, but like we we work so no, hard. No, but you found your groove. Like, yeah. And, and, and so lucky to have so many amazing supportive women <sighs> along the way, you being one of them.
0: Well, so thank and I, you. <laughs> well, listen, I love you and I, and I love the brand. And, you know, I think, and I think, as I said earlier, I think being, having been in clothing and, and creative directing and stuff, I, I prefer to do it for other brands, if that makes sense, because I think to do what you do, I think it's so important that people understand. And I say this so often, it's so important. It has to be your full-time job. Yeah. I I think, meaning when I started doing clothing, it was supposed to be part of my business, not my whole business. Mm -hmm. And I think that what I have learned is really to succeed in it fully, it really has to be your job. This is your, this is your baby. This is your brand. And, and I think that for me to watch people succeed in it and keep their vision so clear and the brand true to who they are Mm -hmm. and keep that DNA. So, so consistent. Mm -hmm. I think that's the dream, right? And I think for me to sort of watch that success, it's so well-deserved. And I think that's the thing Roger and I always say, every time we leave you and Nico, Mm -hmm. we're like, They deserve every bit of the success and it's really fun to watch it. And I think um, one thing I always say on this podcast is, you know, and in any interview, I can't I can't scream it at the top of my lungs enough because I think the biggest mistake young people make is they try to really architect their life. They really try to plan out by age 18, I'm doing this. I'm going to this school. I'm going to go to here. And then at 22, I'm going to do this. And at 25, I'm going to launch my own this. Or I'm going to meet my husband at this. And then I'm going to have a baby at 30. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) You have to stop doing that. You have to let life just happen and roll. Because I think opportunities hit you at different points. Yeah. And sometimes this this dream you had, that dream changes so much, you know. And I think that's okay. And I think it's it's a danger zone to get stuck in those plans. Totally. You know? And
1: and one and thing I think messed, to another, I think right? that messes and your mental yeah. health. Yes, no, for sure. Yes, and one yes, thing yes. To another, and it's not that I dream. I have mood boards since I was a little girl. I've been writing down like my goals and dreams and of course. And and course. cutting out little. Yeah. So I have big dreams, but it's also going with the flow and, and listening to your gut feeling and and just go with that. Yes.
0: Yes. And and I think that's a really good point. I think it's important to dream and important to to live those dreams, but don't try and make bullet points no, exactly. of, of your yeah. life. No, right. No, that's <laughs> because then you just gonna I, get
1: disappointed.
0: I think yeah. Thank you. And that's what I always say is yeah. like that sets you up and I think that really impacts your mental health. Yeah. And I th- and I think that along with social media really can affect your mental yeah. health. And so yeah, so it's it's nice to hear that from you. And I think um what is next? Like I feel mm-hmm. like every, you know, several months there's a whole new thing happening. So please tell me like what anything uh, you can share yeah. and and like what's the sort of, and I don't want to say end because I hate to use the word end, but like, do you say not over planning your life or your world, but are you like, okay, in five, 10 years, I'm going to be here. Like, are you going to move back? Are you going to stay in the U S do you want to sit on a beach? Like, do, <laughs> like what, like, do you ever think about that?
1: I do. And I like, I live, like I am there now where I've been dreaming about my whole right. life, you know? So I feel really grateful. Yeah, like I still are. love my job and and love creating. I'm so happy in Montecito, and and having that yeah. work-life balance. Um, and you know, when I started the company ten years ago, I could not dream of how big it would be today. That we would have stores all over the world, right? Um, so to, it's hard for me also to think where we'll be in five or ten years from now, because yeah, I could of course, never have dreamed of, of where we would be today. Sure. Right? Uh, but we have a really yep. exciting year ahead for the brand. I can't share everything. Um, we have new category launching. We have the most incredible news. That's going to be the face of our brand that I can't talk about quite yet. We Oh my God, I'm so excited. Partnerships. You know, it's just really exciting time and Endless. opening yep. at least five more stores this year. Um, so it's we just yeah i'll go with it's the flow incredible in and, and enjoy this moment it's it is really a good moment for, for me personally and for the brand
0: you should enjoy mm-hmm. every second of it
1: Thank well you.
0: i love you madly um i love uh having you on climbing in heels because you do climb even if your heels are like <laughs> you know yours. <laughs> bike biker right like i mean as they shouldn't be because you're genetically blessed on all accounts but also with height Um, (laughs) but but yeah, I mean, if you put mine and Anina's foot next to each other, she'd have like a biker boot with like a little like two inch heel, and then I'd have some like stilts on of some sort. I still talk to Nina about when we went
1: camping with with the class, and you showed up in like these (laughs) super high heels. You know, we all came in our camping Uh, clothes, and of course Rachel comes in there in her (laughs) sheet dress and high heels. yeah, you are forever she
0: <laughs> I am just,
1: it's like, you know, you get to that point in your life
0: where you go, all right, I am who I am for better or for worse. No, this is who I am. Hands we up, I you. surrender. <laughs> no, nah. well, mm-hmm. I love you madly. I'm so happy you're on and I love your story. I love watching you win. Um, I love your family you. and those beautiful kids. I think, you know, secretly me and Anina really hope that Sky <laughs> and Bianca get married yeah. sometime. Let's let's make it happen. That, that would be so fun. Um that would be so fun cuz then I'd have someone to give my clothes to. I, she, um that was she,
1: yes, that's she would be very, very lucky. I I want your clothes and your jewelry, uh, Rachel.
0: Listen, babe, it's all yours. I got boys at this point. So let let let's see. Um it's here. It's here to share. All right, I love you. Have a wonderful day. Send my love to everybody. Same. And, mm. um, and I'm excited to see what's coming. Oh, wait, should we tell everyone now? I'm the new face of Anina Bay. <laughs> I am going to be on, I am going to be on billboards. I'm going to be, I'm going to be on Sunset Boulevard and in Soho and in Paris at Charles de Gaulle well, I Airport. I will be Rachel. the face. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Cause I'm too expensive. That's why I'm just too expensive. All right. I love you. It's that time in the show where I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Okay, March is Women's History Month, and we just celebrated International Women's Day. And I would love to know which women have inspired you most. So many women have inspired me, but honestly, I think who remains at the top of my list just as a woman with a powerful voice who always feels right to me, um, Oprah, from the beginning of time, from the beginning of Oprah. I mean, literally one of the first women I ever like fell on that like, wasn't my mom or my sister. I just could listen to her speak all day and night. I feel the same way about Michelle Obama. I have great respect for her. I love listening to her. I love smart women. And I think from like, you know, a sort of style, fashion, breaking down walls kind of thing. I mean, Coco Chanel for sure would be one of them. Um, I mean, I-, I love Iman. She's someone who is fearless and glamorous and has a strong voice that she's not afraid to use. Um Yeah, I have a lot of women that I look up to, and I just don't think it's like the women that people would expect that I would necessarily, but I just, I really, I was a huge fan of Princess Diana, huge fan. And I was very young, actually, but I just thought she was everything. I really get inspired by people that take their influence and use it in the right way, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. What were some of your favorite looks from Paris Fashion Week? Wow, I had a lot. I mean, honestly, I think Jean-Baptiste's show was extraordinary. Valentino just blew my mind like it always does. McQueen was just so beyond. And there's one dress in that collection that if I don't see it at the Oscars, I'm going to cry a river. Um, God, there were a lot. I thought Paris was just beautiful. Um, really, really beautiful. But those are definitely some of my favorites. Chanel, of course, all day, every day. And um, I mean, the list goes on, but I would say those are definitely like the ones that come to my mind quickly. Okay, don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at climbinginheelspod on Instagram, and I might just answer them. Okay, I just want to say a huge thanks to my friend, Anina for coming on Climbing in Heels and opening up about her life, her story, her career, and her goals. And, you know, I really always love speaking to other women who are business partners with their husband and also parent with them, because let me tell you, it's a lot. Um, it's always a very interesting mix and, you know, it has its own challenges, but still I'm pretty sure none of us would change it. it's very interesting for me always to learn even more about my friends that I thought I knew everything about and I actually don't. But I think a big takeaway, I think from this episode is how Anina sort of left a lot of, you know, skepticism about who she was, what she was trying to build in Sweden And I think knowing that that sort of pettiness and cattiness does exist, you know, overseas as well. And I think that she just went on to do her own thing. She started in music and as a model and then took a total pivot and started this brand and then built the brand while she was raising her kids very young. And as she mentioned, I think, you know, leaving her baby when he was three days old um, to go, you know, work. And I think these are the sacrifices. And I think her kids my guess is they very much understand and appreciate what she and Nico have built. So for me, it's really fun to watch. Um, and I love cheering for them. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, because I think the goal for me in creating climbing in heels is to really highlight different paths to the top because no path is the same. There's no judgment because the reality of it is you're here. (laughs) It doesn't, you know, but I'm always interested in how you got there. So, and how you got here because it doesn't happen overnight and no path is easy. And I think that's a common thread in Climbing in Heels. So if you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes and all things Curator. I will see you next week.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.